and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today I am joined by Josh Ernst. Josh is an investigator with the James City County Police Department. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. Very good. Now, we do, I feel like, need to do a shout out to another investigator who is also on the SWAT team. Yes. But has always wanted to be on the podcast, and yet he's not here, and that would be... Logan English. Logan English. So we're just going to do a shout out, Logan. We'll get you next time. Yes. He was very jealous that I got to come on before he did. You are here because you are on the SWAT team, like we've mentioned, and there has been some information in the news recently. I thought it was non-lethal. No, less lethal. Less lethal methods. Yes. So, and I was told that you are the expert in that for James City County. Expert's a big term. Yeah. I've just been to a few trainings. Okay. few more trainings than most. So I have a little knowledge in the area. Okay, well, good. Well, I'm hoping you can share some of that Absolutely. knowledge with us. So I know that there have been things like bean bags and spike strips and all of these things. And most people don't really know what those are all about. So I'm right. hoping you can talk to us about it. Oh, absolutely. It's called less lethal and not non-lethal because, I mean, there's a chance that if the operator uses the munition or the implement incorrectly, you could cause some serious bodily harm. Okay. Potentially life-threatening injuries. So we call them less lethal. Okay. The bean bags is uh, what was in the news recently, and those are called super socks. Okay. At least that's the manufacturer that we use. They call them super socks. And it's just a bean bag filled with little tiny metal pellets. And it's tied up and it comes out of a shotgun and it's just meant as an impact weapon. It's similar, I guess you could, like a baton, how you would strike somebody. Okay. Just to get a little more distance in there. Okay. Now, when you say a shotgun, is that a regular shotgun? It is a regular shotgun, okay. yes. And hmm. you just change out the munitions. Okay. And you launch bean bags out of it. Okay. And is there, how far, I guess I should say, how close do you have to be in order to use one of those? With a taser... You you have a distance because you have like the wires that come out of the taser, okay. for lack of a better term. Beanbag rounds, you can be at a greater distance. Okay. So, you know, we have a little bit more, we can sit farther back at a little mm-hmm. safer distance. Mm-hmm. Also, you can't be but so close. There's a standoff distance. Okay. So you really don't want to be any closer than five feet when you use those because then greater chance of injury. Okay. Um, so the maximum distance I would say is you really don't want to go past 25 yards. Okay. Okay. Because then you lose your effectiveness. You lose the kinetic energy that you're looking for. All right. Now, is that part of the training being shot with one of no. these? No. Okay. So when it comes to less lethal munitions, we we do get tased. Right. We do get the, the OC, the pepper spray. And then when we go to the, the instructor schools, uh, we get tear gas and all those other different implements. Uh, but... No, we do not get shot with beanbag rounds. Okay. So let's let's back up. Okay. What is your normal... There's a suspect that you are trying to bring into custody. Yes. And they're not cooperating. Right. Do you have a typical order that you go through? If- so we have like a use of force continuum. Okay. Continuum. That yes, was the that, word I was looking that's for. That's my collegiate word of the day. Very nice. So no, there's not a, a standard progression that we go through. Okay. Think of it as more of a, a wheel and okay. you're standing in the center of it. And the situation would dictate which spoke essentially you're going to go towards. Which, okay. Which implement you're going to use. You're taking him into custody and he doesn't want to go to jail and you're mm-hmm. trying to put his hands behind his back. Uh, you're probably not going to go to a beanbag shotgun. Okay. But if you got a guy at 10 yards away and he's not showing his hands, he's making verbal statements, you know, potentially something that would make you believe that he has a weapon, you might use a beanbag. Okay. 
And then that same goes for taser and pepper spray, even if you have to take them to the ground with the taser. Okay. Now, does everybody in the police department carry the pepper spray and tasers? Yes. Everybody has pepper spray. Everybody has tasers. Okay. Not everybody has a less lethal shotgun. Okay. So beanbag rounds. Um, and then spike strips we all have in our cars. Okay. Yes. Spike strips. That's yes. something that you see in the movies sometimes. Yes. How does that work? So it's essentially the officer would stand on the side of the road, hopefully behind some cover or some concealment, just in case the suspect vehicle loses control or something. Mm-hmm. And they're going to slide this device across the road. And it's got a whole bunch of little spikes in it. Okay. And they're hollow so that when the vehicle, the target vehicle, runs over the spike strip, it picks up these hollow spikes and then it just lets air out of the tires. Okay. And then that officer has to quickly get the spike strips out of the way before the other officers right. follow them behind, run them over. So it's a pretty important job. Yeah. So how often would you say spike strips are deployed in the county? I've been with the county over six years, and this is the first time I've ever seen a movie. Okay. So not often. Okay. Not often. So are you saying then the, the movies and the TV shows are not correct, that you're not just throwing them out every other minute? No, we're not um. throwing them out that often. <laughs> not that often. Okay. There's been a couple instances where we thought we were going to have to use them, but thankfully we didn't. And so, yeah, they're not used that often. Okay. Now, how about tasers? How often do you all use your tasers? Those are probably, on the the less lethal devices that we have, those are probably the most used. Okay. I couldn't give you a number, but it's definitely the most used. Okay, okay. Before that, I would say it was either pepper spray or the baton, but since the tasers have come out, we, we use those. Okay, all right. You said something about training. Yes. That you have gone to training and that folks that have tasers, and have pepper spray, that that's part of the training. Can you talk a little bit more about Ab- that? Absolutely. So every officer with James City County is going to go through a training to use the pepper spray. Then they're going to get pepper sprayed. Nobody's excited about that. Right, right. Uh, and then they're going to go through training with the tasers, and then at the end of that training, they're going to get tased, okay. uh, which nobody's excited about right. that either. Right. Um, and then as far as my role, I've gone to additional trainings, and that's with Impact munitions, which beanbag rounds are one of those, and then there's countless other impact munitions that are out there. Okay. Additional training for pepper spray and chemical munitions. Okay. Which those are like your tear gas and your uh, OC vapors. And that's about a week-long course that we go to, and we, we pretty much just stand out in the field and get tear gassed and learn all about this stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So everybody has gone through this training. You all know what it feels like. It's not something that you look forward to having to do every day. No, no. And it's, we've all been through the trainings. Everybody's been pepper sprayed and and, and tased. And then majority of the departments dealt with some tear gas, uh, especially if they've been in the military. Uh, And then using these implements on an offender or somebody that needs to be taken into custody, we kind of have an understanding of what they're going to go through. Mm -hmm. Though we have not been shot with beanbag rounds and we don't get hit with batons when we do it, uh, we know that it's paramount on us that we use these implements correctly. Right. Because there is a greater risk for injury. Uh, So it's extremely important that we know what we're doing and how to handle either the batons or the beanbag rounds, make sure that, you know, we're not going over the top with it and using them excessively. Right. It's something that during those instances, we have to be constantly evaluating the impact that we're having on that individual. Are they actively resisting still? Are they starting to calm down? So that use of force continuums always changing and we're adapting. So if we need to escalate force, we can escalate force. But more importantly, if what we're doing is taking an effect, we can 
de-escalate that force. Okay. Our main goal is simply we just want to be able to de-escalate verbally. Right. Talk to this individual and try to get them to cooperate with us. Though, unfortunately, sometimes that's not always. Right. What is one thing about your job that you wish people understood? Oh, that's a tough question. There's so many that come to mind. I mean, it, on, my, on my days in patrol, when you see that police car just parked in the parking lot and mm-hmm. drive by and you're like, oh, they're not doing anything. Well, I might have three or four reports that I have to type. Right. That's one of them. Uh, um, you know, that we're not just a bunch of police officers wanting to go out there and, and rough people up. That ultimately we just want everybody to go home safely. Right. Us, the public, and all that. A quiet night is a good night. A quiet night is an <laughs> extremely good night. Right. Though we don't like to say, hey, I hope we have a quiet night. Right, that no, usually, can't usually do that. jinxes things. Yes. <laughs> um, I would encourage the public to do ride-alongs. When I was on patrol, I wouldn't mind somebody coming in and sitting in the car, riding around for four or six hours, whatever mm-hmm. the case might be, and asking me all those questions. I think that's the best way for the public to kind of understand what a typical day in law enforcement's life. And that's a really good option for folks that don't have the time necessarily to go through the Citizens Police Academy. Right. That they can learn a lot in just one or two ride-alongs. Yep. Fill out the paperwork and come and ride. Now, I imagine, though, you don't have SWAT team ride-alongs. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, we don't. Those, yeah, nobody would probably want to go on those ride-alongs. No. It's usually mm-hmm. long hours and Really early mornings. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about that for a second, if we could. How many SWAT call-outs would you say that you go out on in a month? In a month? Mm -hmm. mm, I would say um, it ebbs and flows. Okay. We'll either have, you know, a couple in one month and then have a month where we really don't have anything going on. It all just kind of depends on what's going on in the county, what cases we're working, and if the threat assessment on those, if we have a search warrant, if we're needed, we'll go out. And then the random call outs. Um, thankfully, we don't get too many of those, you know, where an incident starts on patrol and then, you know, say somebody right. barricades themselves in a house. Those are, I don't knock on wood, but, you know, not as, as frequent as one would think. Well, and then you all provide support yes. to other localities too, such as New Kent County. Yes, we've helped. We've helped New Kent. We've helped um, some other bigger organizations. Mm-hmm. And then all the jurisdictions around, I mean, if they need some assistance, we're available. York County, I think, with the the Ebby's incident years Mm -hmm, ago, mm -hmm. we helped them out with that one. Yeah. Well, and I know that that ends up in some really long days sometimes. It does. Keith Campbell, who is the commander of the SWAT team, correct? He's so upset that he missed today. He he really wanted to be here. He is at an executive leadership school in Richmond. So that's a good thing. Yes. But I think when we had this idea, I stopped him and spoke with him. And I think he had been many, many hours since he had been asleep. So yeah, we had a we had a long day. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that one. Yeah. yeah. So Thursday well, into Friday was pretty long. Yeah, pretty long day. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about with your job? Oh, there's so much I could talk about. I mean, no. we could go on for hours. What I, made I, you decide you wanted to be a police officer? Oh, that's a very good question. I don't have your typical answer. Okay. I uh, I was in college and. I had, it was uh, just before I graduated, I actually got a speeding ticket. Okay. One of a couple that I've had. Okay. uh, In my younger days. And I got a speeding ticket and I wasn't too fond of the way the officer acted. You know, it wasn't very courteous or anything. I mean, just a simple speeding ticket. Mm -hmm. I graduated and I was kind of in the limbo, you know, applying for jobs. Right. And I said, you know what? I said, I'll just become a police officer and I'll do it better than that guy that gave Ah. me a ticket. And, uh... I kind of fell into it thinking that, you know, it'd be a hold me over till I found something else. And right. here we are eight years later. Pretty impressive. Yep. 
Very good. Yep. How long have you been on the SWAT team? Um, just over four years, I okay. believe. All right. With all the call-outs, I lost track. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay, so that's how you got into law enforcement. Yes. Um, what was your degree in? Business administration okay. with a minor in marketing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, very yeah. different. Very. Yeah. yeah. Not your typical police officer degree. Right. Okay, yeah. good. But you like it here. Absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want another job. Very good. Yeah, I'm having a blast. Good. Okay, yeah. well, Josh, as you know, Yes. I have a few fun questions that Let's I need go. to ask you. Fire away. Um, first of all, though, let me ask, is there anybody that you would like to do a shout out to? Perhaps a spouse? Oh, or... yes. Yes, yeah. my wife. She's at home right now, not feeling too well. Oh, no. Yeah, we're expecting our first child in April. Congratulations. So it's really exciting. And she's getting over the flu right now, so oh. poor thing. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Man. Congratulations. Thank you. All yeah, right. we're both really excited. Good. Yeah. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a boy. A boy. Yeah. I have two boys. I like boys. Yep. They're yep. fun. Should be a blast. It will be a blast. Let's see. Okay. First question. It's about pets. Ooh. Do you have any pets right now? Two dogs. Two dogs. Tell yes. us about them. Well, I have Sophie. She's she's a little bit of she's she's a mutt. We don't know exactly what she is. Okay. Uh, and then we have Bailey, who's a two year old black lab. Ah. Who likes to chew everything? Of course. Yes. Very good. Now, when you were growing up, did you have pets? Yes, labs. Labs. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. What website do you visit most often? Oh, what website do I visit most often? Maybe let's do it work-wise and then personal life. Work-wise, probably my email. That's, okay. That, that's it. Personal-wise, ESPN.com. Okay. Very good. Got to stay up to date. All right. That's important stuff. Yes. And where did you grow up? Well, my dad was in the military, so okay. we moved all over. I all mean, right. I've been, I was born in Texas. We moved to Germany after that, then back to Texas, Tennessee, Maryland, Alabama, Virginia. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, is your dad still in the service? No. Okay. No, he retired. Okay. And yeah. what branch? Army. Army. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Do you have a favorite out of all of this? Virginia. Virginia? Absolutely. Well, it's... I've been here the longest. Okay. I've been able to put down roots. Yeah. Before we were moving around constantly, I couldn't really get connected to anywhere. Right. Uh, we were moving every other year. Oh, wow. So I would say Virginia, definitely. All right. It's a great You're... state. It is a great state. You don't really appreciate it until you live in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. <laughs> you don't have an amusement park in your backyard. No, that is true. Yeah. And I say that as a person from Kansas. So yes, yes. I understand. You know. I yes. know. All right. And I'm going to add another question in then. Please do. What are you most likely to become famous for? Hmm. Besides this podcast. I would. I, that was going to be my answer was this right. podcast. Yeah. Mm -mm. Besides that. I, I would like to say my stand-up comedy, but my wife would tell me I'm not that funny. <laughs> so. Okay. So not that, but it can I, I'm going to dream. You're going to dream. dream. Yes. All right. Well, Josh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to yeah. stop by and chat Absolutely. with us. Absolutely. It was a blast. I hope to do it again. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you, ma'am. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go on our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find all of our episodes as well as a form that you can give us feedback, show ideas. We would love to hear from you. And also take a second to subscribe to the podcast. That way you will be sure to never miss an episode. So that wraps it up and we will talk with you next week.